Welcome to another edition of the You Should Do Comedy Podcast. With me right now, somebody I have had on my hit list for a very long time. You may know him as a VJ. You may know him as an entertainment host. You may know him as a morning show host DJ. You may know him as a reality TV star, a super dad, a heroine father or a husband. I mean, you've done it all. But welcome. Just don't say degenerate gambler, okay? Just don't say that, okay? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Welcome, Mr. I'm Rick far Campanelli. From that. Rick Campanelli, <laughs> welcome to the You Should Do Comedy Podcast. How are we doing, boss? Great to be on the show, Vinny. Thanks for having me, man. Things are A-OK. All is you, grand in my world. And you? Yeah, things have been, well, they've been busy. They've been picking up. But I'm surprised it's taken us this long to meet because we yeah. have an abundance of mutual friends. Oh, and do we? we? Down, the hall, down the hall from each other. We used to work <laughs> down the hall from each other. So when you were at Chorus, I was at yeah. 640. So you were on yeah. the edge. So I don't know if the name Sandra Carusi rings a bell. Of course. Sandra, yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay. She was my big sis. She brought me oh. into radio. Um, I did Second City with her, and uh, she had this concept for like oh. a pilot of a, of a podcast. Yes. So we launched the show, a comedy show called Inside Jokes. Yes. And we recorded in like the, the spare studios just down the hall from... Yes. Okay. Yeah. We did yeah. for eight years. Wow. Um, yes. But Sandra, I mean, God, I love her. And like I said, she's like a big sister to me. But she brought in so many people that I guess was a connection that like I've yeah. met your wife because she's good friends oh, Angie, with yeah. uh good friends with Pina Crispo. With Pina, with Pina. Yes. Someone yes. you know as well. And then um Freeway Frank is another Freeway. Ah, oh, my brother. So because of the show, uh, we covered the Just for Last Festival every year. And at the, time, yeah. at the time, he was still on morning radio. Okay. But uh, yeah. I met him briefly, just shook his hand. He would never yeah. remember me Aww. from that. But it's over the social media aspect. We've chatted. Right. We've, we've chit-chatted. He's been like, I don't know, I guess I collect like big brother figures over the years. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I've been in the industry eight years, but I've never been in, like, I was never a face. I'm all right, a background right. producer. I was right. producer Sanders show and everything. So hence uh cut to this year when I was in Montreal, I got the word that they were canceling inside jokes off the air. Nature of the business. Obviously, you know more Nature than I do. Business. Yeah. I've yeah, been a they, part of they, a few shows that have been canceled too. Yeah. 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 So they, they canceled it. So we took the concept of inside jokes, or at least I did, and turned it into a podcast. You should do comedy. You should do comedy. I love the name. Now you are you are my first guinea pig on this show because I always interview comedians. I love it. Okay. But the nature of this podcast is I think there are other people in media that could do comedy. Oh, I love not, it, Vinny. I'm not trying to twist your arm. I'm not saying you should be on stage <laughs> and do five minutes. But I just have this underwhelming or overwhelming, I well, guess, sensation that if you're in media, you can hold a mic for 10 minutes and tell a story or do and a, entertain a people. Yeah. Right. I do love having fun when I'm holding a mic. That's for sure. I'd rather have fun than be too serious. That's right. Me. Well, that's the whole nature of you should do comedy. So but I wanna, uh, first of all, I want to get back to something. Um, now Sandra's no longer with us, right? No, Sandra passed away in 2018. 2018. I remember I was, yeah, I was at the Montreal comedy festival <clears> and I was just <throat> like over the years, her and I would go together to the, to the festival yeah. and we would interview comics, Bruce Hills and, all these other great yeah. comics, U.S. comics. And we yeah. got, you know, obviously we, I built a relationship with like, you know, your Russell Peters of the world, your, yeah. your yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco's, your Frank Spadone's, yes. your some great, obviously the focus of our show was Canadian talent 
and it yeah. still is. I, I, I often, it, it pisses me off that they don't get enough credit that they do. And it pisses Sandra off too. It's like, yeah. these guys are superstars, but they yeah. got to leave Canada to make a name for themselves I know, in the U.S. I know. Yeah. But it's a volume thing. There's more volume in the U.S. There's more eyes on you in the what? U.S. A hell of a lot more money in the U.S. Like even the rock stars have to leave and go down to L.A. The actors have to. Go. Yeah, it's the nature of the business. Like you said, more volume, more more people, more eyes, more money down there. Right. So, so when Sandra passed in 2018, I was in Montreal. Yeah. She had. She was. She was. She was in bad shape. But I. Yeah. I got a collection of all these comics to like yeah. wish her well. Oh. And then when I went to her house and you showed it to her. She's like, yeah. you did good, Vincent. You did good. And she squeezed my finger. Oh. And I swear, I for me not to cry and be so strong for her, I think a little pee came out. But I mean, like, um, yeah. I can't believe it's five her. years already since Sandra's. Yeah. And she was, I mean, she, she was battling breast cancer five times. As it would go, uh, she got a clear. It came that back. right. She would, she would go again times. for another stint. Yeah. Five times. And gone and came back. Now that's uh, another way Sandra and I used to bond because I also am a cancer survivor as well, uh, twice. So her and I would kind of bond over that. Yeah. What if so you don't I, mind me asking? What kind, what kind of cancer uh, did you? Throat cancer. Throat cancer. Throat cancer. Nasal pharynx carcinoma. It happened in 2009 when I was 33. Wow. And I'm like, Jesus died at 33. That's a good year, right? No. Uh, and then, well, um, he died at age 33. Yeah, right. That's a good year. I see what you're saying. <laughs> my doctor told me that it is, it's mostly found in Asian cultures, the type of oh. cancer that I had, but they were finding it in North America in Greek, Italian, and Portuguese men. Due to? Then, I don't, could have been diet, could have been anything. Wow. But then the next question he asked me is like, Vince, are you Portuguese? I was more offended by that than the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never want to be categorized as, as no, Portuguese. I'm like, what did you just call me? Hey, no, I can say that. let him answer his own question. What I, did I you got, say to me? <laughs> I've got a lot of Portuguese friends. I, I played soccer for Vasco da Gama and Lusiades. So I, I could the make The guy who was I with me say, in the doctor's office was Portuguese. Was and Portuguese. I'm like, what did you call me? <laughs> Now, Rick, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a comedian. I, I, I'm I a comedy it. producer. I love the art no, form. I have a passion You could for take all. something as, as, as tragic and sad as those topics and subjects and turn them around and put a smile on someone's face. And that's, well, that's what, what it should all that's be. That's what Sandra and I wanted to do. Because yeah. essentially, yeah. if the inside jokes concept, talking to comedians wouldn't work, we thought that there's a community of people going through this shit. I'm like, yeah. I don't know somebody with cancer. We were going to do a radio show about comedy in cancer like comedy with, within cancer and we thought that was hilarious i'm like no the the, the network was like that's way too dark the, the network draws the line somewhere right yeah oh, yeah, yeah. so um that's kind of what, what brought you to me and kind of like this connection thank you so much for your time for doing that oh my pleasure but, my pleasure but i mean you've had a hell of a year let alone a hell of a career oh thank you oh. <laughs> a lot yeah. of ways of how i always wa wanted to I guess envision and starting this podcast, but let's just start right from the beginning. Your yes. claim to fame is this Rick the Temp moniker as you <laughs> won a VJ, a VJ video search for much music back in, what are we talking to, 93, 94? 1994, I won the contest. I first entered it in 93 when it first started, but 
I only on a little piece of paper I drew in what I thought what they wanted to hear, but you're not going to win a contest on a drawing on a little piece of paper. So in '94, I put my art skills to the test, Vinny, and I created this <laughs> 50 yard long banner with a stenciled airbrushed st statement, and uh, it caught their eyes. It caught their there eyes. There you go. And the Two next questions thing you know, on that. Yeah. One, what were you doing before you entered that contest? Sure. Uh, I was uh, a student at uh, Brock University in St. Catharines taking phys ed. Ah, so what were yeah. your goals and aspirations then? I was either studying to be a phys ed teacher or some sort of teacher, <laughs> like all my older <laughs> siblings are, or, right. or some sort of physiotherapist, uh, massage therapist. Those were my two uh, go-to careers before I won a contest that actually changed the course of my careers and uh and i landed on television second part is do you remember who came in second <laughs> uh they you, they only remember the first one because they didn't talk about uh, everyone else that entered the contest did you enter i, mean, the I remember that i remember that everybody's saying oh you should enter you should even me like my family yeah. like enter get on there i'm like no yeah. no no enter the contest but, why not enter the contest never know hey look here we are, 25, 6, 7 years later. How many years ago was that now? 20, it'll be 30 years next summer. 30 wow. years next summer. That is where, does, where does the time go? You still look like you did then. <laughs> oh, thank you. But I feel 95 inside right now. But thank you very much for the compliment. I don't know. I just keep active. I, I'm young at heart. I, I want to do as much as I can. I, I never say no to opportunity. And uh, you got to live life. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you've been on quite a run because, because of all of that, this documentary has emerged, 299 yes. Queen West, and you've yes. been on a hell of a tour and you've been all over the country promoting it. It's been a great Montreal. tour, man. I think yeah. last week you were in Saskatchewan. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going, I'm going to BC tomorrow, uh, to Vancouver, Victoria, ending things off in Winnipeg before the documentary, uh, is, uh, allowed, you, when you can stream it on Crave, but yeah, yeah. we've been everywhere. And, and, and I told Sean, the director, like, now that this doc is out there and screening in all the cities, I want to go on all this on the stops. I want to go on this tour because we're, we're, we're reliving these magical moments that we created back in the day. Not just me, like the, the pioneers of, of it all. Michael Williams, Erica M., Steve Anthony, you know, oh, these people. I such a crush on Erica M. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And Erica and I have become great friends. Michael Williams left me a message the other day like, he, he he had me do his voice message for him on his like these are my idols man i was watching these guys in the 80s in 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 they were inspiring me to become them one day and and now i'm getting to hang out with them so that's the other cool thing about going on tour some days it's erica or michael then it could be monica it could be bill Wilichka. it's it's been a beautiful it's been a beautiful last month and a half with this tour there's been so many names that have come out of that. I mean, like, yeah, some of them are blessed to have the career you have because it, you you moved into this the same sort of role, but kind of elevated or kind of stepped up the game outside of music and more in entertainment and your yeah. movies. Some of them have kind of used it as a stepping stone. I mean, like, look at the Hannah Simones of the world and who've gone yeah. to like acting careers and, and, and all that stuff yeah. and use that as a stepping stone to, you know, move to For LA sure. and, and flourish that career. Yeah, Amanda's the same. Think, Amanda Walsh, yeah. Yeah, what do you think is it about that? I mean, you're kind of a poster boy for this nostalgia tour, but what is it about much music that I guess our generation connects with so much that 
I mean, now it's just like, it's well, just, you, you drive past that building. You're just like, it's just like memories. just like, you want to cry. It's true. Well, Vinny, I'll tell you, I'll start with this. We weren't, we weren't back in those days. We weren't bombarded with, uh, by, by everything coming our way. It's so overwhelming these days because we all have these mobile devices and there's so much information coming in and then there's TV and then there's, there's all walks. Like there's, we're just being constantly bombarded with, with stuff back in the day. I like to use the phrase, you know, keep it simple, keep it simple, stupid, like kiss, like remember the yeah. K I S S keep it simple. Like there wasn't a lot. If you think about it going on um, and there's, it's, it's too much these days. It's too much. That's why when, when people relive those memories of what happened on Much Music all those years ago, well, first of all, we were a lot younger. And, and when you're a lot younger, I find things stick with you a lot more. You remember yeah. where you were. You remember what smell or what, 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 what aroma was, was in the house when you were watching that Duran Duran video for the first time. I don't know about you, but that's what happens to me. Um, and and, and we, we weren't as bombarded with information with what's going on. Like buy this like it, it seems like everyone's trying to sell things or wanting you to wear this shoe or you know it, it's it's just it's too much these days too much do you, do you think and, I, and i've said this a lot with comedy and because obviously I, I speak to a lot of comics but as much as so, the social media game has helped the comedic industry and given a face and and, and allowed sure. comics to kind of network but do you think social media killed television well there, there's pros and cons to, to social media like like we, we are introduced that. to so many comics or artists or musicians on social media and that's a good thing um but did it kill tv it's it's about to youtube definitely killed much music you know yeah. video killed the radio star remember that song yeah. the buggles uh so youtube and, and what's been going on on on, on our mobile devices has definitely killed what was going on, on on Much Music because now you don't need to tune in to a station like Much Music to see your music videos. Um, they don't even Much make music, music videos, videos do they? Tune into, if, what's that? They don't even make music videos, do they? I was just going to say, if you watch Much Music these days, you're watching what, Futurama. You got, you got cartoons on there. What's going yeah. on with that? So I, I don't know what much music is now, but I remember Friday nights, you, there was the countdown. Like and circus you know, like, countdown. If Williams directed a music video, I was glued to the TV. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy going to do now? Like, Hype did Williams you just say Hype Williams? Yeah. He was, he was one of my favorite music video directors, Hype Williams. What he did with music video and the budget that he had. First of all, multi-million dollar budgets for Hype Williams. But what right. he did, man, he, he changed the game. You change and the now game it's just like the attention span. They say oh. is like six seconds. Yeah, it's, it's, it's six going seconds down every day. They're on to something else. No. Like, how good does this conversation have to be in six seconds? <laughs> you got to really wow and, them in those first six seconds. Yeah, <laughs> razzle now, dazzle obviously, them. Obviously, your career you've worn many hats, and from the VJ days and your, 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 your VJ sounds like I'm saying vagina, like the JJ, uh, your, your, your video jockey days, uh, the, the face, the poster boy of much music yeah. moving into something like entertainment tonight, Canada. It's insane because now it's something a little more corporate. You're more polished. You're more, Hey, suit and tie. Hey, I'm at cans on the red carpet. We're talking to Tom Cruise. <laughs> I mean, 
And before you were just like sure you're at two ninety nine Queen West with your foot on the sidewalk talking to Britney Spears. Like it's it's a diff- I, is there a difference between interviewer or journalist? Because you never went to journalism school. You just told me you were at Brock University doing phys ed. I never considered myself a journalist. I just wanted to get good answers out of uh, interesting people. So uh, what makes a good interviewer? But and that's a good how conversation, so first and foremost. Having a good conversation and getting good information out of them that everyone watching or listening wants to know about, you know, and they don't know about. I think that's what makes for a good interview. Uh, and I think the interviewer that can do that with the subject matter and the subject uh, is doing his or her job the right way. I, I, I This is the biggest compliment I ever received. When Jay-Z was in with uh, at much for the live at much with Kanye and Rihanna and... Um, and at the end, Jay-Z says, uh, this has been such a great uh, chat here at Much Music. Rick, you're doing a great job. It's like we're just having a conversation. So, and that's the way it always should be, having a conversation with somebody, not going from A to question B to question C and then you know following that. Because conversations go off on tangents. Well, that's the right. way interviews go as well. And you just pick up on what you're hearing from the person that you're interviewing and you run with that. So, yeah, and, and obviously knowing everything that you can know about that person that you're, you're talking to, that helps because you never know when, when little golden nuggets are kind of going to come into the interview and you want to, you want to make sure that you, you know what that person's talking about. Well, and I, see, I, I'm so glad you said it that way because I can have a list of answer or questions for you, but it's all how you answer that question. That one that's question. make me think of another question that's. Like, I don't even have notes for this. Yeah, I just, that's I want to talk to you and yeah. I know what I want to say to you, but how you choose to answer that question completely changes the evolution of this conversation. That's true. I, I totally understand that. I, I relate Hence to that. this point that's... of the conversation where we're talking about having a conversation. <laughs> I never planned on having it's a, like a Seinfeld conversation. Episode. What's going on here? <laughs> um, so Entertainment Tonight Canada, as we all know, came to an end. I mean... It's sad when you see like an institution like that go. But as we were discussing kind of off air, it's the nature of the industry where sometimes if, you know, the time comes, people have to go from either a show or a show gets canceled and you kind of got to roll with the punches. For you, it, it, you always seem to have another hat ready to put on as a guy who likes to wear hats. I love um, my hats. I do love my because hats. From your DJ of- days to your entertainment host days, you went into radio, which is such yeah. a great transition. But yeah. as we were discussing, morning radio is a different beast. Oh my! But yeah. the yeah. art form of radio itself, and and again, much like television, gone are the days where it's the man behind the ma- uh, mic or the woman behind the mic just talking yeah. to a to an audience and listening yeah. and putting on a track and what that song meant to you. That's an art form that's dying as well. Yes, it is. Yeah. Are we becoming dinosaurs, Rick? Like, is this, has media shifted to reels and TikTok and that's where I'm getting my news and that, like, it needs to stem from somewhere. I'm afraid to say it, Vinny, but yes, to answer your question with one word, yes, we are becoming dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting older and the younger seem to be getting younger and and, and more in tune with what they want. Um, And I'm okay with that. Listen, we, I... I know you're saying I'm still hitting it where I can in in my career, but my I had my heydays, and, and I'm so proud of those moments that I had on Much or ET Canada or on the radio. 
sure, we're evolving. We're changing. Social media is big right now with brand partnerships, with campaigns. And I love creating content uh, to help push an item, a product. I love doing that stuff because it brings me back to the roots of creating content for much music because they gave us they gave us uh, the lay of the land. We got to do whatever we wanted back in that environment. And those days, you don't see many places like that, except on social media where people, right. the, you don't have anyone coming down on them saying you can't do it that way. You, you got to do it this way. Everyone's their own boss. And I love that. I, everyone's so creative and, and good for them if they're having success on, on social media. But um, yeah, like TV, radio, what I remember from it, how I remember doing it, uh, and I haven't done it in a while, so maybe I, I can't answer this question. But it's it's just it's not the way I remember it, and uh, or the re the way I remember doing it, and, and having fun, and having being passionate about it, and and uh, really enjoying going into work each and every day, and, and and not waiting to get up like a kid on Christmas Eve every day, wanting to go into much music or to the edge to do the, the radio show or Z or ET Canada, whatever it was. But um, I've been removed for a while now, and I've got, I'm wearing other hats, like you're saying, um, and, I, and I'm enjoying wearing these other hats. I really am. I, like I said earlier, I want to take advantage of every opportunity that comes my way. So I like trying different things. And that's why I tried radio, maybe sports one day, maybe, maybe something else one day. But uh, I, like, I want to try it all before, you know, I take a visit upstairs. To, <laughs> I, hope it's up, say, I hope it's upstairs. Well, let's hope. Uh, hope it's not down to the mean, basement. Let's hope there isn't upstairs. So let's let's, yeah, let's well. hope that. <laughs> and it's got an escalator that can, you know, carry the load. Um, Get us there quicker. Stairway yeah. to heaven. <laughs> they say fashion has a resurgence every 25 years. What's old is new again. Do you think there'll ever be a day where something like a much music can ever re find a resurgence again? Well, first of all, literally, let's talk about how... The guys are wearing those baggy pants all the time. Yeah. They're wearing the bag. I was wearing baggy pants in the mid '90s, and I look at old footage. And I'm, why was I wearing the baggy pants? But now they're bringing Justin Bieber's wearing the baggy pants. They're all Justin Timberlake's wearing the baggy. They're all Tyrone on Etai. They're all wearing the baggy pants. Like I can't see myself wearing baggy pants anymore, Vinny. I don't know about you, but uh, baggy <laughs> pants? No, thank you. No, I, give me I, the, I, that's... the European slim fits. I'll take those to my grave. My biggest um, faux pas with fashion is men who wear sneakers with suits. I don't understand that concept. Well, I get that. I get that. You? Because if you watch these sports commentators, yeah, the majority of them are athletes who wore, you know, sneakers, whatever, cleats. They didn't wear Italian leather shoes. These guys didn't wear those ever. So it's, it's, it's fashion and it's function for these guys. So they wear the nice, comfortable sneakers. They're on their feet a lot. Uh, anyway, I get that. I do get that one. The baggy now, pants. <laughs> now, bringing the show, bringing the, the conversation essentially back to comedy, one of the best shows that I always love watching on Much Music, and I, I, I don't want to harp on much too much, but this will be the end of it, much too much, um, was Video on Trial, because that gave okay. such um, a, a benchmark for Canadian comics to come on and, and, and yeah. kind of roast the videos that were on air I've talked to so many comics that miss that platform so much. Oh, because for one, sure. For one, sure. It, it, it gave him airtime. It gave him, it gave him a credit on, on Canadian television. And two, it got them to be who they were in a pop culture setting that can connect to everybody because 
Everybody yeah. was watching, like your Trevor Borses, your Keith Pedros, your Dini DeMacos, your uh, Deborah DiGiovanni. Deborah, and, yeah, and, I was going to say. All these people that were great on that show. Uh, it just seems like, again, that's all mo moved to a social that, media setting. That was an extension, of, obviously, of Ed the Sock's fromage, where he would cut the videos up, talk about the videos. I, I sadly was long gone before video on trial started on Much Music, but... Um, but yeah, I love that that uh, that freedom, um, and that 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 it was like uh, an avenue for those people to speak their minds. These comedians, right. and that was a great, great show on Much, and they needed more stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like, and we used to do satire on music videos back in the day too. Like, we loved there was whenever you can have fun and poke fun, like in a nice way, a gentle way, right. like not a. You know, you're not coming down hard on something ever. You know, that wasn't the point. But having fun with it. Did you see that? Did you see what I saw in that? And just <laughs> going off that. But that's what it was all about, too. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. You're right. It, that gave uh, a lot of the young comedians in this country. That was their vehicle. Uh, and sadly, I don't know how long that show lasted. I don't even know how long much music lasted after that. But uh, yeah. Now, being being that this uh, podcast is called You Should Do Comedy, did you, are, are you a cop? comedy fan did you have a favorite comedy no, i love comedy of course i do i i love i absolutely love to laugh love to make people laugh smile there was an episode of much on demand that i used to do on much where we got dared to do five minutes of stand-up at uh, yeah we did we jennifer holland and i had to do five minutes of stand-up and it was listen uh, god bless these comedians out there the way they do it well well first of all they work they work a lot on their material it's like it's like a game. You you know you gotta train. You gotta you gotta study. You gotta research. You gotta prepare, um, and then you get out there and then you perform. Maybe I lacked on all of that. I didn't do any of that stuff. I just went up there, had a few things in mind. But uh, but yeah, no no. Listen, comedians, hats off to all comedians out there. They're they're all brilliant for doing what they do. And I've been listening lately a lot to the Hamilton radio station. That's all comedy. Twenty eight twenty. Yeah, I love it. Preset. <laughs> there, I love that. I love that station. Like, I'm from Hamilton. I love what they do. But that's I think it used to be all country music, but now it's all it's all comedy. Yeah, but uh, well, they're gonna they're gonna edit some footage on there because some of the comedians they showcase. But I mean, growing up, did you have a favorite stand up comic? Did you or now is there someone that's you know you know when no you're back then back then I, I'm I'm from the generation of Eddie Murphy man Eddie Murphy was go. our guy <laughs> delirious raw I tell like Eddie Murphy was the guy. Um, and then the, the <laughs> SNL comics I loved, like Belushi and, and Steve Martin. I'm going way back, like Chevy Chase. Yeah. Like those guys did it for me back in the day. Uh, or the Could CTV you cast, you know, John Candy, Eugene Levy, Martin Short, all these guys. Could you ever see yourself back on stage doing this, uh, this comedy thing again? If I worked with someone and had some good material, I think, it, and it's all in the delivery, as you know. And, yeah. and, and of course, they gotta, the joke's got to be good. Um, but I'm really, I, I, I could, I, th I can think I could do it. I think I could do it. I, Some guys have great delivery, though. <laughs> like, like the Jim Gaffigan guys. Like uh, these guys have great delivery, man. Uh, Menescal. So I love the his tempo and uh, the way he tells a story. It's all about telling a story and having a conversation. Mundo. Oh, you yeah. nailed it right on the head. Um, yeah, as, that's I mean, what you, it's all about. You, have, you probably have so many stories from your career, but I mean, the one now, most recently. Reality TV star Rick Campanelli. How was <laughs> yeah. that experience? Traders Canada. I mean, it's this ironic. was interesting. 
it's this ironic. is interesting to me because the show concept, for those who don't know, I guess is a lot like Clue in a sense. Like there are strangers Clue. in a house, and 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 some of them have been deemed the traitor. The traitor, and then the other, the other ones were deemed what? Faithful. Faithful. Seventeen okay. faithful, three traitors. Yeah, it's like the Clue meets uh, Big Brother meets um, the Mole. Uh, and we're trying to figure out as faithfuls who the traitors are because nightly the traitors will murder one of the faithful. Ah. And night, uh, not, I mean, like not, not nobody, nobody got killed, right? No, no one's, no, no, <laughs> no one's going upstairs or downstairs. No, gotcha. Uh, it, no, it's, uh, or let's just say terminated, okay. eliminated, eliminated from the game. From the competition. Say. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, um, and then nightly someone's getting banished at the, the round table as well. So two contestants, uh, leave the manor every night and, um, mm. as faithful. And if you've been watching the show out there, I'm a faithful. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a trader hunter. I'm hunting traders and right. I'm aggressive. I want these traders gone. The quicker we get rid of the traders, the quicker we can get that, uh, <laughs> pistola in my pocket. There you you know, go. Uh, so that's what the game is all about: trying to figure out who the traitors are and banishing them from the manor. Now, as as many people have, you, you are of Italian descent. You're from Hamilton, huge Italian community. We've discussed faith and your faith, and 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 you're a big, you know, family guy and 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 Catholic. Did that come into play into the show? I mean, your morals, how, well, yeah. how mean of a person you can be. There was a contestant that was taking the Lord's name in vain all the time. I said. Leave him out of this. It's not about him right now. <laughs> it's about finding the traitors what you, all the time with this. But so, no, listen, um, no, you know what? Um, I was being attacked verbally, <laughs> verbally. Come, they were coming after me hard. And, and I had to stand up for myself. And maybe I took a little sassy, a couple sassy shots in there. I took shots in their direction, which wasn't the most uh, Catholic thing to do. But when you're under pressure, when the heat is on, you don't know, man. You don't know how you're going to act. Things just come out. <laughs> now, you also messaged uh, right off the top, I mean, the term degenerate gambling. You, you've had a past, <laughs> as, as some way say, as you with the gambling. I mean, hey, so have I. I, I. I refuse to get into these fantasy drafts or hockey pools because I, don't do I the know. Nah, I can't do it because I know I can't enjoy a hockey game or a football game. Truthfully, if I got money riding on it and it kills me <laughs> because I can I, enjoy I it if my team that I do. put the money on is winning. I can really enjoy it if that, that team I put the money on is leading by 30 points to zero. Oh, I can really enjoy it. Yeah. And if you're not, you have an ulcer the size of Mississauga <laughs> grooming in your stomach. I mean, I think I got a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my early days, I turned into Fred Flintstone. I was like, bad, 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 The eyes go um, <laughs> Not to be, not to sway you another way, but who do you think? And I, you know, just as a sports fan myself, because I'm a football guy. I don't know. Are you a football guy? I'm watching the the Thanksgiving Day game right now. Sorry, if my eyes go this direction, it's the Dude, so Detroit Green Bay iPhone. game. I got it on my iPhone right oh, now. You got, we're both over. We're both over here to our left. I'm so focused on you, Rick, but like this eye's watching the, the Lions. One eye's on uh, you, Vinny. One eye's on uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> who do you got? Who do you got in the Super Bowl? Well, obviously, I got to go with my team. You know, I'm a Vikings fan. Oh, Vikings. you're a Minnesota guy. I'm Always a Cincinnati Minnesota guy. Cincinnati uh, our team, there you go. Yeah, my team just got ruined last week. We just yeah, we your team. Well, your team <laughs> just lost the, the main part of the team, their quarterback. Yeah. 
And that's it for you guys. Sadly. That's done. We're, yeah, see you next year. And you came close. You came close a couple of years ago. And I don't think you guys will come that close ever again in the history of the NFL. Wow. You don't think we'll make it to another Super Bowl? That's how I became <laughs> Let's a just say the Vikings will make it to a Super Bowl before the Bengals make it to it. We Kirk should have Cousins a friendly wager going. We should that have a friendly Kirk wager. You believe in Kirk Cousins? I don't know. I think that's I believe in Josh Dobbs right now because Kirk Cousins <laughs> is out for this season. That guy's a miracle, man. Yeah. Uh, Who's your backup quarterback over there? Uh, some guy named Jake Browning. Okay. Oh, exactly. oh. <laughs> yeah. Place your bets. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, it's, it's an unbelievable. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks have gone down this year. Oh, it's, yeah. It's sad. It's I, sad. I always like to chat with comics at the end. I like just go through like a rundown of questions, like, uh, you know, your favorite club to perform at and, you know, the best joke you ever told, but I don't, I don't get that with you because as a media personality who I think Yes, can still do stand-up comedy. Um, I want to dive a little deeper with you. Uh, rundown of questions, rapid fire. Answer one word if you can. Here we go. Are you ready, Mr. Rick Campanella? Let's go. I like I like the rapid stuff. Okay. The one thing you can't live without. Pasta. Wow. <laughs> I like I, I like pasta. I love my pasta. Okay. The one thing you could live without in this world. I could live without. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's a good one. What I could live without in this world. Oh, gosh. I know these are supposed to be rapid. Uh, raw onions. I'm sticking on the food theme here. <laughs> raw onions. Okay? My dad okay. eats them like an apple, but I can't stand wow. them. Wow. Oh. Um, yeah. Your greatest accomplishment to date professionally. Because I know your family, man. You're probably going to say your kids. Uh, I know you're a good husband. You're going to say, my, oh, my wedding day was my greatest. No, no, no. Professionally, your greatest accomplishment. I think I think uh, getting to become a, a much music VJ. Is that fair? Change, changed your whole life. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it changed my trajectory, yeah. What franchise restaurant would you like to have in your house in replace of your kitchen? Oh, don't say Olive Garden. The keg. <laughs> the keg. The keg. Nice. The keg or herbs. Oh, I love those places. <laughs> don't say Olive Garden. <laughs> if, uh, if there was a biopic made about Mr. Rick Campanelli or Rick the Temp, which is a moniker I can't believe stood the test of time because you were there for over, what, 10 years? The Temp. 11 years. You're not a Temp? <laughs> You've been there 10, 12 years. You're not even past that. <laughs> But if there was a biopic on Rick Campanelli, what would that uh, tagline be? Or what would the name oh, be? I, I mean, what would the tagline be of, the, of that biopic? Oh, these are good questions. These can't be rapid-fire questions. I, I got to think about these ones a little longer. Uh, what about we're, we're here for a good time? Not a Not long, a long time? time. It's also Not a, a song time? by Trooper. <laughs> God bless Trooper. Um, if, uh, if Rick, if you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? That's a pretty basic one. I do like to fly. I want to fly. Okay. And your kryptonite? Mm, raw onions. <laughs> and the last one, I asked this for comics, but I'm going to ask it for you because as a man who's, again, worn many hats in this industry, you've been an entertainment media mogul icon in Canada. The best advice you ever got in your industry? My parents gave it to me. 
And my dad continues to give it to me to this day. The mountain is not going to move to you. You've got to go to the mountain. So if you want something in life, you got to go after it. It's not going to come to you. You got to make, you got to work hard and go, go get it. That was the greatest piece of advice. And, and I, to this day, I follow that, those words of advice from my parents. They started giving that to us when we were kids, when I was a little bambino in Hamilton, like you got to go after what you want in life. You're not going to sit back. It's not going to fall on your lap. You're you're not born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Unfortunately, you know, some of us wish we were, but you got to go make things happen. And then that's the bit of advice that my dad still tells me to this day. It's not over yet. There's a lot, lots, a lot more things to do, you know, so keep going after it. That isms are the one thing, especially yeah. like father to son, are the like my, both my parents have passed on, but I still remember all the little things my father used to say. And yeah. it's like your best friend is your wallet. You know, I don't make two cents when I give you advice. Like I, I'm not getting commission yeah. if I'm giving yeah. you a piece. He would tell me all these great things. The uh-huh. bad isms are the one thing I think uh, a son connects well with his father. Um, yeah. I know you got kids. Uh, Are you sharing that with your kids as well? I'm assuming you are. No, my wife and I are trying to raise these kids the best way we can. You know, my eldest, my 18 year old is with his mom full time. So I don't get to see him every day and and, and teach him right from wrong. Although he's, 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 he's turning out to be a great young man. He's studying to be a firefighter right now. But, but at home here, my nine and seven year old, we're trying to teach them each and every day wrong from right and, and good from bad. And this is the way you got to, treat people you want to treat people the way you want to be treated you know um manners compassion empathy uh, all those good things and that's the only way that's the only approach in life we're campanelli god bless you brother he god was bless just you, eliminated from traders canada but he's around this country catch him in a city near you but most importantly check out that documentary 299 queen street west we're campanelli Thank you so much. You are the face of nostalgia now, and I continue uh, wish you continued success and, and all your endeavors, buddy. This has been a fun Vinny, little chat we had. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny, I'm going to say Vinny Bumbats. The only other guy that calls me Vinny Bumbats is Frank Spadone. I don't know if you know that, that comedian. Oh, I know Frank. Frank's a great yeah. guy, but you remember Vinny Bumbats, right? I do remember Vinny Bumbats. He's my lawyer. <laughs> hey, good old, good old Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, you know my lawyer, Vinny Mubats? You know my doctor, Vinny Mubats? You know my uh, <laughs> obstetrician, Vinny he's, Mubats? He's everything in your life, Vinny he's Mubats. Vinny Mubats was everything to Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Vinny, let's do it again, my man. Nice to see Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Rick. Pleasure, I wish man. you nothing but success, brother. We'll catch you again down the road. Ciao, ciao. Thank you, ciao. Vinny. Thanks, brother. Success to you as well. Thank you. Yeah.